On March 8, 2014, flight MH370 disappeared. Originally, it was bound for Beijing, and the flight started the usual way. But then, the plane curved away from its route, turning west. One hour, 34 minutes after takeoff, it disappeared from radar. Data collected from various satellites shows the plane continued to fly about six extra hours before crashing in the ocean somewhere off Australia. An international search operation followed the largest in aviation history. Boats, planes and helicopters hunted through 120,000 square kilometers for almost three years without finding the crash site or getting more insight into what happened. The only debris recovered had already drifted to the western coasts of the Indian Ocean. This wing was found on the French island La Réunion. A private company's own search using high-tech drones this year failed. Despite these efforts, there is still little known about what happened on the day the plane disappeared. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Springhill, Josh, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, the listener fan vote of the Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. Shoop Kitchen Studio with the skeptic, the mom, and the beard once again. Red Dead 2019 here, heading it up. We're talking, we're talking a pretty recent conspiracy. And this one had a little bit of a story behind it because it was one of those days where your boy Ryan was like, hey, we got a listener fan vote. In fact, Mm -hmm. we have to do another one like yesterday. We'll come up, we'll, we'll discuss it tonight. Yes. After the show. And Larry immediately said Malaysia flight 370. And I, we, I didn't think of something to counter that. And then all of a sudden I was like, Rothschilds, we got to do it. And uh, this won by a landslide. 
which, which shocked me. It did. And and it's not that I don't think it's... Per, I, I think a lot of times the more recent, the better mm-hmm. in but some ways. The Rothschild is such a... It, it's a dense one. Yeah. And I would... I, I know we're not huge two-parter people, but that could... Yeah. I think we should. Yeah. On that one. And that'll come. Don't you worry, conspiracy mm. therapy fans. But I'm excited to get into this one. Yeah. This is a fascinating story about a plane that just basically disappeared and a bunch of airplane people are like, boo, I don't know. Broke them out. But it's intense if you look at the YouTube footage of like Malaysian, the, 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 the airplane people trying to explain what happened and then getting hit by water bottles from the audience. Eh. And then people like talking about going on hunger strikes until they figure out. But I understand if it was your family members. Oh yeah. Were they eight ounce bottles? Because obviously we can't go really higher than that. Right. Well, that's if you, I understand that joke as a four ounces actually. Oh, well, they're throwing two Larry. I didn't mention that. Uh, you didn't, but now that you have, you've cleared it up for me. I, see, <laughs> we've had a long week. We're we're uh, recovering from the subarctic temperatures and the snowstorm of the century in the Midwest. And it's good to be here. It's good to be with my friends. So let's get into this with a little bit of truth corner. Let's pull this Thunderbird to the side of the road, folks. I'm curious. If you had a family member mm-hmm. on a plane that disappeared in this instance, I guess, I mean, if you were somebody, I'm not going to ask, because I mean, I know Josh hates flying. What would your reaction be in this instance? Like, if do you guys, do we all know? <laughs> well, the squonk would hate it. But I'm 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 curious. Like, how would you react to something like this? You find out your 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 family member was flying. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. My mom, I'm a squonk. My father, good riddance. <laughs> wow. I uh yeah. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Josh would be just. Calling his lawyer. So, uh, what about that will? Does he uh, right. have anything I can sell, or you know where I can buy a cake? <laughs> a celebratory cake? Yeah, mm-hmm. ice cream it's, cake. It's just, it's just a cake, but Ooh. on the frosting it's like chunks of plane. <laughs> <laughs> the landing gear over there. Going to Costco and ask him, like, "Hey, uh, can you decorate this with like?" Lego parts. Yeah. Have or, like Lego people and yep, like dismembered make- Lego people. It's like a candles are just like parts on fire. My <laughs> <laughs> God, we are off to a dark start. As usual. Per the usual. Yeah. So, okay. Expecting. I'm trying to think of a way. How, how would you, Josh, I'm going to put you a bit on the spot. That's okay. But we've, we're at this point, we're almost at 140 episodes of the show. <sighs> yeah. If wow. you had to do a scale of one to 10 for an episode like this, what would you base it on? Like, as far as, like, this whole conspiracy. The conspiracy? Yeah. I mean, I guess going into it and knowing what's happened, I I would give this conspiracy, like, a two. Right. Like, is, is, is creepy, is the creepy factor? I don't think it's creepy at all. I don't either. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I don't think it's creepy at all. 
I'll give it a five. It's a little creepy. I'll hang on the five with you. You don't like not knowing like it's a it's a fucking point. How do you not find pieces? Right. It just doesn't have. I mean, it's not. There's no cushions floating. What's going on here? (laughs) They said it's a flotation device. That's true. They did. Um, I think that those those there's factors to these like when we did the DB Cooper episode, there was kind of a through line with like a story. This just feels like business, not even business, but like casual public transportation plane disappears going from Malaysia to China, which sucks mm-hmm. and it's terrible, but it's such a weird kind of story in a way because it doesn't we'll get into the factors of this but it really surprised me that it took over the media so mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. and it plays into my fear about the media trying to cover up current like the current events of the time like most things in the media especially when it comes to political um if something big is happening, you can look at it and with the way that the general public is reacting. Mm-hmm. But if you look beyond it, that's when you find out that there was like some bullshit law that was passed under the radar. Right. Like, oh, this is uh by the way, yeah, they talked about Malay Malaysia flight three seventy all day today. But underneath that, we also are allowed to uh marry goats and then yeah. make our kids like basically become like little in- industry steel workers or something like it's just like creepy like weird laws I, I, I'm always worried about the media's misdirect mm-hmm. and I know a lot of them are guilty of like you know just everything that being in a large group an organized not a religion but an organized party I don't think corporations are people at all I think that law was terrible, and I think that that actually had- I'm Mr. Corporation. And uh, oh, r- really? Ooh. What's I'll- your finishing move? Are you a high flyer off the top rope? Mr. Like Corporation. I got sideswiped by something I wasn't expecting. <laughs> <laughs> you had a voice. You had a name. It sounded like a wrestling character. I also was on the most recent Potty Slam. Check it out. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Let's get into this, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Now, this flight left on 8 March 2014. And in order to take us into the time, we need Sir Lawrence's time capsule. Now it's time for us to open up the time capsule. The music. Do you remember it? I remember a lot of hippies doing their indie acoustic stuff. I like this, though. Yes. Nice. Imagine Dragons. Never mind. It sucks. No, I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool to hate them. What was that? Did you just cough up a hairball? No, I actually... uh, I've been blowing blood out of my nose all day, and I think that was a... Stop doing coke. (laughs) Well, I can't. All right. January 26th, the 56th annual Grammy Awards took place at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. Daft Punk wins five awards, including Album of the Year for Random Access Memories and Record of the Year for Get Lucky. 
April 10th, the 2014 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame takes place. Nirvana, Kiss, Peter Gabriel, Hall of Notes, Cat Stevens, and Linda Ronstadt are inducted at the ceremony. Yeah. May 13th, Michael Jackson's second posthumous album of previously unreleased tracks, X-Skate, was released. Jackson and Justin Timberlake's duet, Love Never Felt So Good, was announced as the official lead single. Great song. June 17th, Linkin Park releases their first album in two years, The Hunting Party. July 10th, Garth Brooks announces later this year he will be releasing his first studio album in 13 years and a world tour. July 29th, NSYNC releases their third compilation album, The Essential NSYNC, four years after their second. August 24th, the 31st annual MTV Music Awards takes place in Inglewood, California. Beyonce wins four awards that night and also received the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award. Presented to her by her husband, Jay-Z, and her daughter, Blue Ivy, following her 16-minute performance to close the show. Wow. September 16th, Chris Brown comes back with the release of his sixth studio album, X, which was what Beyond, um, uh, fuck. Rihanna? Rihanna's eyes look like. And for the sixth time, makes the top oh, ten. jeez. October 20th, Gwen Stefani releases her comeback single as a solo artist, Baby Don't Lie. October 21st, Slipknot released their first album in six years. The Grey oh, Chapter. That's a rough album. It is. It's very, it, but it's good. Yes, I would agree. It's based on the death of their bass player. October 27th, Taylor Swift releases her fifth studio album, 1989, which debuts at number one with 1,287,000 copies sold in its first week. Just crazy in this climate of music. Yeah. This is the second highest. This is the highest debut sales week for an artist since Eminem's 2002 album, The Eminem Show. It was the second highest debut for a female artist behind Britney Spears' album, Oops, I Done Did It Again. <laughs> November 10th, Taylor Swift released a second single, Blank Space, from her successful album, 1989. I like that song. It reached number one in November, ending the run of Swift's own Shake It Off in doing so. Check it Swift out. It's became, great, too. Yeah. Swift became the first female artist in the history of the Hot 100 and 10th act overall to replace herself at the top of the charts. Nice. November 10th, CKY released their first album in five years. The End Begins. That's uh, Bam Majera's brother's band. November 23rd, the 2014 American Music Awards took place in Los Angeles, California. Winners included Iggy Azalea. There's a name I forgot. Oh, yeah. One Direction, Katy Perry, among others. Oh, One Direction. December 15th. Iggy Azalea sounds like the name of like either one an iguana mm-hmm. type from Jamaica mm-hmm. or, or like, an STD. Yeah. I got a mean case of Iggy Azalea on my balls. <laughs> I should have never slept with got three any... women in Bermuda. Doctor, you got any cream for that Iggy? December 15th, TLC releases her first single in nine years called Gift Wrapped Kiss. Interesting. And, well, it's a little early to do births. Why not? Let's do deaths. Okay. Oh, this will be January 3rd, Phil Everly of the Everly Brothers. January 27th, Pete Seeger. The age of ninety-four. Uh, Bob Casale of Devo. Frankie Knuckles, who's a house DJ. DJ Easy Rock, you remember him from uh, DJ Easy Rock Rob Bass? It takes two to make a thing go right. Next, yes, it does <laughs> take two. <laughs> Sometimes three. June fifteenth, Casey Kasem. Oh. And Tommy Ramone, the drummer of the Ramones. Oh. Johnny Winter, blues guitarist. Dick Wagner of Alice Cooper. Jimmy Jameson, vocalist of Survivor. 
Apparently, he wasn't one. Paul <laughs> Revere of Paul Revere and the Raiders. Ike Owens, keyboard player for uh, Mars Volta and Jack White. Oh, that sucks. Wayne Stat at the age of 38. Oh, oh wait. that one sucks. Hold on. I have a side note. You said Wayne Static? I was getting that. Yeah, Wayne Static of uh, Static X also died at the age of 48. Yeah, he... Uh, is a- I thought that's what you said. No, I said Ike Owens, age oh. 38, who played keyboards for Jack White. How did I hear Wayne's... I heard the same thing. Maybe You was- did, because Wayne Stack... I was going into Wayne Stack, who yeah. died. Oh, okay. So, so we jumped the gun. My friend... Premature. A friend of mine is his cousin. Oh, okay. And posted, like, a really, like, brutal eulogy, basically mm. about people and drug abuse and stuff like that. And I... I I was a huge fan of Wisconsin Death Trip back in the day, mm-hmm. and uh, that music was great. So, yeah, this reminds me exactly of how I felt when I heard that news because I was just like, fuck. And Joe Cocker. <sighs> on to movies. Yes. We'll go from the top grossing on down. American Sniper. <laughs> really? Yeah. You thought it was that bad? I did. Hmm. Good movie. Too bad the guy was lying the whole time. <laughs> Hunger Games, Mocking Jay. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Ah. Okay. I loved that movie. Well, we've been telling Larry for a while because you, you haven't watched any of the Marvel films, right? No, I'm um, well adjusted. Uh, Captain America, <laughs> the Winter Soldier. Great. You're movie. also but not a nerd. <laughs> no. The Lego movie. Oh, I love that so movie. good. The Hobbit Battle of Five Armies. Yes. I ignored all the times. Yes. <laughs> I really didn't watch any of the Hobbit movies. <laughs> I don't care. Transformers <laughs> Age of Extinction. I don't like those. I, I like the first couple. Mm-hmm. And I guess this new one's supposed to be better than all of them. That's the what Bubble 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 one. Yeah. yeah, I heard that too. Malficient. Maleficent, you mean? Mal- yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Maleficent. What? Male efficient, like you're lacking men. You, you can't milk a man. <laughs> X Men: Days of Future Past. I love it. That was good. Big Hero Six. Oh, love that it. Was really love good. that movie. Dawn that one is very underrated. Big fun. Hero Six. Yeah, it's super fun. It's Dawn good. of the Planet of the Apes. That is mm-hmm. literally my f- my favorite apes movie of all time. <laughs> And there the are other ape movies. Well, that- there's War of the Planet of the Apes, and then there's Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes has one of the most amazing, like cinematography-wise, sequences, and Gary Oldman's in it. And I'm mm-hmm. a huge Gary Oldman fan. It also has an amazing soundtrack, and like I, it's one of my fa- honestly, it's one of my like probably one of my 20 favorite movies of all time. Like I have it on Blu-ray. I loved it so much. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Godzilla. Oh, I wanted to like it, but it's just kind of boring. Which one was that? The that was reboot of with, Godzilla. Um, oh, with the dude from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 22 Jump Street. I love 21. Mm-hmm. I didn't see 22, though. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I passed. Never passed. saw it. Yeah, I passed on that. 11-20. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. That wasn't a movie. Interstellar. Oh, I. This one's a tough because I love Christopher Nolan, but this like this movie and I want to say Inception was his other movie. 
I just kind of got bored. Hmm. Like, I would like it, but it's just... I mean, if you like Matthew McConaughey, check out True Detective Season 1. How to Train Your Dragon 2, Still Dragon. I do like those (laughs) dragon movies. They got a new one coming out soon. It's basically cats with wings. (laughs) The dragons are basically cats. This... This was a particularly good year for films that came out for kids that were also super enjoyable for the parents that had to drag them there. Yeah. Because, like, I enjoyed Big Hero 6. Mm-hmm. I liked um, <coughs> How to Train Your Dragon. And uh, what was the other one? Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Yeah. Gone Girl. Oh, and Lego Movie. Gone Girl's great. Oh, yeah. Divergent. I totally stopped after Hunger Games mm-hmm. because of Twilight and all those like tween movie mm-hmm. books, movie things. See, I just I've heard that the Hunger Games are actually pretty good books. Yes, yes, actually, surprisingly, that's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's based on, they stole their idea from Battle Royale, <laughs> right? And that's the argument. Actually, and Battle Royale is really good. But... Neighbors is that the that's got um, Zac Efron yeah. in it. And um, Seth Rogen? <laughs> yeah, Seth Rogen. <laughs> Rock, ride along. Ride Who's in that? It's Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock? I think so. Sure, we'll go with that. Rio 2. No. Into the Woods. We're getting into some Unbroken. Mm-mm. Yeah, I. N- Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. <laughs> Uh, we saw it. I, I, I like thought those the movies. first. One, I saw the first one. I haven't seen the other ones. Oh, I, I, I don't know why I laughed like that, but I was thinking you said National Treasure, so I was like, <laughs> they made a sequel. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, no, the Night at the Museum ones are good. At least the first two mm-hmm. hold up pretty well. Anything Robin after that, Williams I'm, was in the first. Exactly. One. There's more than two. I know. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Uh, Three hundred Rise of an Empire. Amazing. The sequel to Three Hundred. 600 it should be called <laughs> Well that's what that yeah. is He's oh. talking the sequel oh, to shit. Well, Did then, you see that? Well shoot me in the face like Kurt Cobain No I haven't seen that Jesus But you liked 300 I love 300 Yeah I saw it with my dad We had a riot <sighs> Edge of Tomorrow I actually like this movie a lot And I cite this movie a lot When I talk about like sci-fi And like mech suits And mm-hmm. on the future or whatever Dumb and Dumber 2 I did not see it. I heard it was so awful. Yeah. Penguins of Madagascar. Uh, I don't know. Hoy- no. Hercules. Fuck Kevin Sorbo. Wait. Her- he wasn't in that. Wasn't oh, that's that- of The Rock, isn't it? Yeah. This is a movie so. called Hercules? Yeah. I don't think I ever we ever got around to seeing no. that. No. It's like a Hercules mm. reboot? Yeah. Yeah. With The Rock playing as Hercules. Really? Huh. Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones. I loved it. Mm-hmm. We like all those. Let's get into some newsy type stuff. I mm. like news. This will make you go, oh, yeah, that's right. That happened. The Ebola virus epidemic. <laughs> yep. Infecting 28,000 people. I remember how creepy people. that was. It was creepy. Because it killed 11,000 people. Mm-hmm. Ebola's no that's fucking, fucking joke. <laughs> scary. People get it, and they literally turn into, like, gushers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. And then, like, life is like a needle slowly poking mm-hmm. that gusher. Uh, the the twenty two the XXI Olympic Winter Games are held in Sochi, Russia. Uh, you, 
Then the oh, United States true. President Barack Obama's new economic sanctions against Russia go into effect. They were later lifted by uh, President Trump. The shooting of Michael Brown occurs in Ferguson, Missouri. Remember those riots? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we're treating uh, Roger Stone too roughly. Right. The United States and several Arab partners begin their airstrike in Syria. Also ended lately. Uh, this is weird. Alan Eustace, an American computer scientist, set the current world record for highest and longest freefall jump from 135,908 feet over Roswell, New Mexico, breaking the sound barrier Jeez. without any machine assistance during a record space dive out of a massive helium-filled balloon. His descent to Earth lasted 4 minutes and 27 seconds and stretched 26 miles. Exceeding speeds of 822 miles per hour. Why? What kind of marshmallow did he fall into? Yeah, and he pulled the chute eventually. Oh, jeez. Like, how do your organs not, like, know. come out your mouth when you're <laughs> doing that? Like, I just imagine the force of falling that quickly, and he's just ah, like, my- oh, there, my stomach just <laughs> turned inside out and fell out my mouth. Question is, could you rub one out on the way? No. In four minutes? No, your ball, your dick and balls will get ripped right off. <laughs> no, because at eight hundred and twenty-two miles per hour, just as you're starting to get a hard on, you smash into the ground. <laughs> Forget to pull the chute. <laughs> right, November third, the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere, the One World Trade Center, opens. Uh, and on December seventeenth, U.S. President Barack Obama announces the resumption of normal relations between the U.S. and Cuba. Later overturned. December 28th, Indonesia Air Asia Flight 8501 from Surabaya, Indonesia to Singapore crashes into the Java Sea just southwest of Borneo, killing 162 people on board. Ah, yes. Sports fans, Super Bowl XLVIII. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks defeat the, Colorado, the, the Denver Broncos 43 to 8. And in the 2014 World Series, the San Francisco Giants beat the Kansas City Royals 4-3. And in your NBA playoffs, the San Antonio Spurs defeat the Miami Heat four games to one. And that, my friends, has been your time capsule. Good Lord. <laughs> so, Malaysia Air Flight 370, also referred to as MH370 and Flight MH370 or MAS370, was a scheduled international passenger flight operated by Malaysia Airlines that disappeared on 8 March 2014 while flying from Kuala Lumpur International Airport, Malaysia, to its destination, Beijing Capital International Airport in China. Now the crew was a who, who is the who is the captain? I'll get to it. Oh, I, th- I thought you were gonna say Doctor Jones was the captain. Captain Jones. <laughs> That's all you guys. I saved that for other moments. I was too on the nose. I know. So they left on eight March, twenty fourteen, while flying from. Malaysia to China, the crew of the Boeing 777 
200ER aircraft last communicated with air traffic control around 38 minutes after takeoff when the flight was over the South China Sea. Now, there's a lot of debate about the passage that mm-hmm. these guys took, when it, whether it's because it's relatively quick that it diverts. It's under an hour before they literally hang a left after they've signals on the whole time. Well, <laughs> they go up and then they literally I'm assuming they signal. I don't know. Sure. I don't Gotta know. let them know the birds know what way they're going. I didn't realize they were Turn that on the windshield wiper fluid. <laughs> well, they go up and they literally do an about face. So we'll get into this. So there was, there's a timeline of these events, which is on the wiki based on this whole thing, which is really good because it, it does break it down. So the aircraft operated by Malaysia airlines last made voice contact with air traffic control on one 19 AM eight March when it was over the South China sea. So this to add to the kind of the creepiness of this for mm-hmm. me, this happens to be like midnight, early, 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 early. Mm-hmm. Like people are sleeping morning. What was it? Our bedtime. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> So while they're over the South China Sea, less than an hour after takeoff, it disappeared from air traffic controllers radar screens at 122. So there's the the there's the kind of like the taxiing that they have and then they take off and almost in a flight from say Grand Rapids to Chicago mm-hmm. for our Midwest fans out there. You Quicker know. than a ranch bottle in these. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fast. Very fast. Especially if you got a lot of pancakes. Ooh, nothing, like, nothing, <laughs> nothing like a good ranch oh. pancake. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. So the multinational search effort for the aircraft, which began uh, the... Was which became the most expensive aviation search in history. Now, like I said, at one twenty-two, that was when they dis- when it disappeared from air, but was still tracked. And I will say this because there we do have like relatively new info on this. Mm-hmm. It was still tracked by military radar as it deviated westwards. So, like I said, I want you guys to picture it's going up. Up, up north, mm-hmm. and then it literally does an about face and then goes west. And now this whole period that it's going west, it's being tracked by military. And there's also a satellite that picks up on hmm. its divergence. Interesting. So the multinational effort, like I said, which was to become the most expensive in history, began in the Gulf of Thailand and the South China Sea, where the aircraft signal was last detected on secondary surveillance radar and was soon extended to the Strait of Malacca and the Andaman like Sea. Analysis of satellite communications between the aircraft and Immersat satellite communications network concluded that the flight continued until at least 819 and flew south into the southern Indian Ocean. Hmm. 
Although the precise location cannot be determined, Australia assumed charge of the search on 17 March when the search effort began to emphasize the southern Indian Ocean. On 24 March, the Malaysian government noted that the final location determined by the satellite communication was far from any possible landing sites. Now, I was, I was watching a video earlier today, and they were saying there was literally, and I'll, I'm going to ballpark this number, but there was like 620 landing sites that this plane could have landed at. If wow. it was under duress, mm-hmm. like if, say, the cockpit just suddenly like erupted and like somebody burned their Pop-Tarts and something was like, oh, fuck, we got to land. Like, they had a lot of options. Well, if the cockpit's on fire, it's going to be hard to land anything. Well, I'm just saying it is. And, and, and you're right. You're totally right. But I'm saying like if if you're using your like, oh, we need to figure out a place to go. Like there should have been a place to go. Yeah, can we stop for some Taco Bell? Which if you've listened to our Patreon. Taco Bell one. That's our, our number one restaurant. That's our number one restaurant. It's fast food. They folded yeah, the yes. right way in the yes. flavor fast sink. food. Make it sound like trailer park trash. Right, I'm kidding. (laughs) I ain't ain't ashamed. On 22 January 2018, now this is pulling ourselves into relatively recent times. Mm -hmm. A search by a private U.S. marine exploration company, Ocean Infinity, began in the search zone around a certain coordinate here. 35.6 south and 92 degrees (laughs) point eight east. Damn it. See, the the plane was floating on the water, but mm-hmm. then uh, Kate Winslet had to climb up on top of it and sink it to the she, bottom of the ocean. She, she rode on a whole wing by herself. <laughs> anyway, you tried to get on that wing. <laughs> yeah. Paid the price. Oh, boy. So anyway, these guys, Ocean Infinity, begin this in a search zone around that. And the most likely crash site, according to the drift study published in 2017, that's the spot that they went to because there were a lot of privately funded kind of like, hey, can you figure out where the fuck my parents went or where yeah, my, there's a my lot of rich people on that plane. Well, yeah, there were. I mean, there was a guy, and I read about this too. It was it was really sad. Like he was moving his girlfriend from Beijing to to come back with him, and he took that flight from Malaysia up to China to see his girlfriend and she was American and uh, they were just like in love. And Uh it's sad because I saw their text messages and Uh he's like, I love you. She's like, I love you. And it's like, I'll see you in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) This, this reminds me of uh, ironic. Don't you think? By, Alanis? I was thinking about Alanis Morissette today. I was oh. just like, is her first album any good? Should I re-listen to that? Jagged Little Pills. It's very, very good. You need to listen to God, man. That's good shit. <laughs> is that your dogma reference? Yes, it is. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, family guy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. They ever been- no, just your reference machine. Oh, boy. I am. <laughs> Now we're Family Guy. We replace comedy with references, right? Of course. Let's see if the people can tell. 
Now, in a previous search attempt, Malaysia had established the Joint Investigation Team, the JIT, to investigate the incident, working with foreign aviation authorities. Malaysia, um, they worked with authorities and experts. Malaysia released a final report concerning Flight 370 in October of 2017. Mm. Neither the crew nor the aircraft's communication systems related distress signal now, the transponder had been turned off, which is kind of creepy to me. Yeah. That, That's the last time we heard about that on that show was the 9-11 episode. Yeah. True. Mm. What's a twist? A terrorist. One of the Muslims. <laughs> right. And if you got too many Muslims together, you'll, you'll get a knuckle. You got a, you got a barbecue. <laughs> You're going to get a moose knuckle. You better land your plane fast. You know what's good with moose? What's that? Ranch. <laughs> That's true. On a pancake. Okay, no. so. No, that still not buying it, man. <laughs> I'm not interested. Moose Ranch pancakes now available at IHOP. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Moose Ranch pancakes. <laughs> All right, I'll go there. Why not? We're in a weird mood tonight. Yeah, we are. It's fine. We're going to keep. We're going to keep on talking about this sad-ass plane. So, now there were two passengers traveling on stolen passports who were investigated but eliminated as suspects after the airplane vanished. And some people said that maybe it had to do something with with these individuals. Mm -hmm, Yeah, They were from Iran, by the way. Uh, Malaysian police identified the captain as the prime suspect, though, if human intervention was the cause of the disappearance after clearing all others on the flight of suspicion over possible motives. Of course he's the main suspect. He's the one who turned the wheel. (laughs) The wheel. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like like a boat wheel up there, right? A giant eternity, do. Hard to starboard. Yeah, because that's how pilots are. They're just sitting in a with a gigantic just, ship's wheel. I'd imagine. I don't know. I've never been allowed in a cockpit before. <laughs> now, power was lost to the aircraft satellite data unit, the SDU, at some point between 107 and 203. The SDU logged onto Immersat satellite communication network at 225, which was three minutes after the aircraft had left the range of radar. Mm. Based on analysis of the satellite communications, the aircraft turned south after passing north of Sumatra, and the flight continued for six hours with little deviation in its track, ending when its fuel was exhausted. That's based on radar or based on a track. Yeah, it is creepy. Just imagine being on the plane. Like, knowing that there's, you're obviously not going to uh, to where you need to be in Beijing. I don't know if you know that, because it's just water is all you're seeing. Well, I'm sure you still have a ref- a time reference that you can see. Like, this should have ended five hours ago. Well, there could have been like a, the Malaysian, like My dad one of the died. stewardesses are just like, uh, we. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Been waiting for this. Oh no! We have to reroute this uh, plane. Uh, if you want to check out the fine like. Films are. Are you ready to watch the movie? 
We're watching it live. <laughs> I feel so alive. I'm just saying, maybe, I don't know. They probably, they, I would assume that the stewardesses tried to like get people to calm down. Now, there were 12 people that were working on the plane at the time. 239 passengers. And it was actually a relatively empty flight. Because this plane, I think, could support around 280. Mm-hmm. So there was like a good chunk that was kind of like relatively empty. So you were, if you were like a, I don't know, a Chinese businessman, you could put your little feet up on the table. Is that bad to say little? I just assume usually they're shorter than me. So I assume they put, fuck. You want, a, show. Sh- you want a shovel? <laughs> It's easier to dig yourself into a hole that way. I shall listen to favorite band, Renard Skinnerd. <laughs> so the Chin- so this Chinese businessman has a Japanese accent. I, just want to hear, I guess. I just want to hear that guy sing Freebird. <laughs> oh yeah, my favorite Fleabird. I miss Free Bird. This is so racist. <laughs> it's it's a joke. It's fine. No. Look, here's the deal. Who hit the bong? I hit the wrong. Oh, button. I'm sorry. sorry. I sat down wrong. My bad. These new chairs are noisy. They are. <laughs> Sound like clown shoes. Now, with the loss of all 239 aboard, Flight 370 is the second deadliest incident involving a Boeing 777 and the second deadliest incident of Malaysia Airlines history. Second to Flight 17 in both categories. Now, Flight 17 is a bruiser, and it happens literally like a year, half a year, not a year, half a year later. Uh, Malaysia Airlines was struggling financially, a problem that was exacerbated by a decrease of ticket sales after the the disappearance of Flight 370 and the downing of Flight 17. The airline was renationalized by the end of 2014. The Malaysian government received significant criticism especially from China, for failing to disclose information promptly during the early weeks of the search. Flight 370's disappearance brought to public attention the limits of aircraft tracking and flight recorders, including the limited battery life of underwater locator beacons, which is an issue that has been raised about four years earlier following the loss of Air France Flight 447, but had never been... Resolved In response to Flight 370's disappearance, the International Civil Aviation Organization adopted new standards for aircraft position, reporting over open ocean, extended recording time for cockpit voice recorders, and starting from 2020, the new aircraft designs will be required to have a means of recovering the flight recorders or the information they contain before they sink into the water. And that's kind of what I think happened. Is possibly the plane crashed. Mm-hmm. Something happened. Turbulence. Who knows? But some people think this plane actually took these passengers to a little island. And we'll talk about those conspiracies and what they might have been after the break. Would it have reached land? And if so, where? ABC's Bob Woodruff now is in Malaysia with the possibilities in the map. Could the plane have soared straight past where they are searching in the ocean, crashing on dry land, or even landing safely? 
The closest island to the possible path is here, Palau Parak. But it is a tiny, rocky spot jutting out of the ocean. No likelihood of a landing. Further out, we reach the remote Andaman and Nicobar, a group of nearly 600 tiny islands and rocks, some popular with tourists. But only 37 of the islands are actually inhabited. The others are full of dense forest, but isolated. Beyond that, the vast Indian Ocean. But if the plane was flying for four or five hours, widen out the lens. And you see, the plane could have reached as far as the jungles of Thailand, Myanmar, even the eastern coast of India. The plane had plenty of fuel to reach those locations. And experts say here, in this remote part of the world, there are spots where radar doesn't reach. Now, the search and rescue operations here in Kuala Lumpur are certainly in full force, but many are wondering if that plane was, in fact, traveling for hours from here, would some of the search be shifting in that direction, maybe even scouring the land? That, Diane, is a very big question. Bob, thank you so much. And now I want to bring in ABC's aviation expert, Steve Gandier, because, Steve, this is an incredible breakthrough tonight, incredible news. Incredible turn of events, just from what we knew yesterday, Diane. Yesterday, we knew nothing except past that 49-minute mark. Today, we're pretty sure that what happened was two switches were pulled in that cockpit. And you say were pulled. That suggests deliberate. Deliberate. What kind of deliberate acts? Well, maybe, maybe it was a hijacking. Uh, maybe it was a pilot suicide. Maybe there was some elaborate plan to, to take this airplane somewhere and do something with it. But all those things that we were thinking about yesterday with catastrophic kinds of things were probably leaning more towards something that those pilots or one of those pilots did that involved something catastrophic. What that deliberate act may be, still to be determined. And again, that it went on for four hours. Four hours. That's the other big news of the day. We thought that this airplane could have crashed at the 49-minute mark. We now know that it flew for four to five hours. Think about how far that airplane could have gone in four to five hours. And we know this from some U.S. capability, I am assuming. Does this mean that we also know pretty much exactly where the plane is? Unfortunately not. The data that that apparently is coming out just says that the airplane was airborne. It doesn't tell us what direction it was going. It doesn't tell us how fast it was going. So all we know was this airplane was flying, which means it could be anywhere within about 2,000, 2,500 miles. And is it possible, as Bob was reporting, is it possible this plane could have landed someplace and we have no idea it's there? It's possible. It's possible. But boy, that would be a stretch. Following a new twist in the clues tonight, as you said, what a difference a day makes in this story. Thank you, Steve. Second segment time. 
That was actually the uh, My Boyfriend in High School. That was our song. It's a great song. It is a good song. He's a great musician. Hike up your skirt a little more. <laughs> and little boys dream. <laughs> There's a little bit of weirdness to that one for me, but mm. I get it. I get it. Everybody goes, Are you I'm South sl- African. I sung along to, to the. <laughs> like it's, whoa. Oh, well, that's just Ryan. Oh, 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 there we go. Hey, I sung along to Under the Bridge, but I didn't know it was Thankfully, people are subscribing to Patreon so we can get those cables fixed. Hey, yo. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. All right. So these are the unofficial disappearance theories on the Malaysia Airlines flight 370. Now, disappeared on 8 March 2014 after departing from. Kuala Lumpur or Beijing, China with 227 passengers and 12 crew members on board. Malaysia's former uh, the former Prime Minister Najib Razak has stated that the aircraft's flight ended somewhere in the Indian Ocean but no further explanation has ever been given from him. Official announcements have questioned by many critics, have been questioned by many critics, and several theories have dis- have uh, about the disappearance have been proposed. Now, the relatives of victims have questioned the the uh, Malaysian government statements about the demise of the aircraft and organized a protest at the Malaysian embassy in Beijing with the goal of forcing the Malaysian government to reveal any withheld information about Flight 370's whereabouts. Now, conspiracy-focused internet sites claim that the official statement that the plane crash into the Indian Ocean makes no sense. They note that a Boeing 777 does not have the structural integrity to survive crashing into the ocean, and that it would be comparable to hitting a concrete wall at terminal velocity. If Flight 370 hit the ocean, they say it would have been broken into tens of thousands of pieces, many of which float on water, such as the seated cushions, and would be seen washing up on regional shores or easily spotted by search teams. Now, Harvard professor Cass Sunstein <laughs> noted that the conflicting information initially reached released by the Malaysian government, explains the interest in alternative theories. Sunstein has has written on the topic, argued in an interview with the Wall Street Journal on March 20th, 2014, that conspiracy theories in general often are born out of horrific and disastrous situations because such events make people angry, fearful, and looking for a target. Now, the first idea of what could have happened, a hijacking, the possibility of simple hijacking has been brought up by various news outlets, including ABC News and the LA Times. Speculation has mounted about the possibility that hijackers took the plane to a remote island, although no group has claimed responsibility, which a lot of times they do yeah. generally like, yeah, we robbed the bank. It was us. We're the fucking bad news boys. We're a bunch of bad news and we're coming for your banks. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they, they, you, you claim shit. Um, speculation has mounted over the possibility that hijackers took the plane. To, like I said that. 
So no confirmation <laughs> has been received. <laughs> no confirmation has been received for, from Malaysian officials. The credibility of several hijacking theories has become further marginalized following the discovery of the first definitive fragments of MH370 wreckage in July of 2015. Now, at the end of 2017, French air traffic specialist Jean-Marc Garat, Michael Delanche, and Jean-Luc Marcon uh-huh. launched a website with their hypothesis concerning a possible hijacking with the subsequent location of the aircraft. However, the final report from the Australian Transport Safety Bureau released in 2017 examined the possibility of controlled glide slash ditching and found it very unlikely. Also, their their hypothesis concerning a location of the crash plane different from the search locations is not the only one that exists. Now, electronic hijacking. Electronic hijacking uses systems and programming already factory installed within the B-777 flight management system. This is different from hacking or cyber attack in that it requires access to the B-777's security system through access purposely programmed into the software. Notable proponents of this theory include current Malaysian Prime Minister Mathir Mohamed. He said... Quote, clearly Boeing and certain agencies have the capacity to take over uninterruptible control of commercial airliners, of which MH370, a B777, is one of them. In this statement, he was referring to off-board hijackers with access to the plane management system via the 2003 patent. Oh, I got a plan. I'm hacking. Now, this is spoof satellite data. Technology writer Jeff Wise has developed a theory in which the aircraft's controls were taken over by hijackers from the electronics and equipment bay accessible through a hatch in the first-class cabin floor. Now, Jeff Wise theorizes that the Immersat satellite pings were deliberately laid false trail created by feeding the plane satellite communications system false data, which in turn caused the system to make false frequency corrections. These would, when later scrutinized, lead investigators to conclude the plane was headed south, when according to Wise's theory, it actually flew north and possibly landed at Banknor Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan. Now, a terrorist attack. This is creepy. Shortly after the aircraft disappeared, some news agencies reported that it may have been an act of terrorism, possibly a jihad attack. Between 9 and 14 March 2014, media mogul Rupert Murdoch tweeted that Flight 370's disappearance confirms jihadists turning to make trouble for China. He later suggested the flight might have been hidden in northern Pakistan like bin Laden. These remarks have not been confirmed and were characterized as conspiracy theories by Shiv Malik and The Guardian. The following month, the Russian newspaper... Oh, my God. This is the worst word I've ever heard. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm ready. But you follow the lawologist. Moskovizhsk Komsomolets. That's the name of the Russian newspaper. Moskologik 
Cosmo. Otto Eisen They endorsed a similar theory, claiming that quote unknown terrorists unquote had hijacked a plane, flown it to Afghanistan, and then held the crew and passengers hostage. What about North Korea? The story circulated on Reddit that MH370 had sufficient fuel to be hijacked to North Korea, as was done in 1969 with a Korean Airlines YS-11. And in late July 2015, in an article about MH370's conspiracy theories, the Independent briefly mentioned that it had received an email claiming the U.S. had authorized the plane to be shot down because it was allegedly carrying a nuclear warhead. You got mail. <laughs> they say that this plane was carrying a nuclear warhead wow. to North Korea, though the Independent immediately added the joke, or it could still be aliens. Of course. <laughs> it's always aliens. Right. Now, a variety of social media posts and Email chain letters claim that a patent you got mail was approved days after the disappearance of MH370, and the right to the patent was split five ways: twenty percent to Freescale Semiconductor and twenty percent each to four employees, all of whom were passengers on the plane. Mm. The patent deals with fabrication of integrated circuits on a semiconductor wafer. The urban myth. Website Snopes.com suggests that there is no evidence that the four inventors listed on the patent application were on the pat- aircraft passenger list, nor that they were entitled to a 20% share of the patent. And it says it is unlikely their share was revert to Freescale on their death as, pres- as presented in their emails. You've got mail. Conspiracy theorists have suggested that the MH370 was either captured by the United States and then flown to the United States military base on the atoll of Diego Garcia, or that the plane landed at the base directly after being the the base being the BIOT, which is the notorious. <laughs> the British Indian Ocean Territory was where the base was. Well, the plane landed at the base directly after being instructed to travel there. The latter theory was raised at a White House daily briefing on 18 March, whereupon Press Secretary Jay Carney responded, I'll rule that one out. Underpinning the Diego Garcia theory were several elements, one of which was the co-pilot's mobile phone contact and the plane's westward turn, both of which were consistent with a flight path toward the island. In that vein, it was reported by the Daily Mirror without giving a concrete source that the captain had trained in landing on an Indian Ocean island with a short runway using a flight simulator in his home computer. Several mass media sources reported that the captain had trained using his Avias simulator to land on five runways at least 1,000 meters long in the Indian Ocean region, namely Diego Garcia and Mail International Airport and other airships in India and Sri Lanka. So... (laughs) Interesting enough. There's a lot of theories. We can go over a lot of details. Uh, There's things about Cambodia. In 2018, Ian Wilson, a British video producer, claimed to have spotted the aircraft's remains in Cambodia. There were cell phone hypotheses 
Some have speculated speculated that the passengers are still alive but cannot answer their cell phones, sometimes known as the phantom cell phone theory. This was based on early reports that the family members of Flight 370 passengers heard ringing as opposed to a busy on-off single signal while calling the passengers' phones, though this was after the plane disappeared. Now, according to the research I did, they didn't... No one called during that time. Mm -hmm. Crew suicide and hijacking. The cockpit has the... had the mandated anti-hijacker fortified doors that could prevent locked out crew or passengers from interfering with a suicide or hijacking into the Southern Ocean. This can be compared to Silk Air Flight 185 uh, when a pilot suicided it was a pilot who killed himself on a plane. Just jump out the window. (laughs) I don't think it's that easy, dude. I don't think you can just like... Just roll it down. Yeah. It's a hand cranky. (laughs) Both the the pilots just go... And just make like the xenomorph and alien one. Just put a hole in the window and stand up against it. And it doesn't work like space, yeah, does it? Suck there's, right out. There's people that say Stick that your dick in maybe it. it was a fire. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person I know who would go there. <laughs> Guy in first class, like, look at that wind sock. <laughs> <laughs> there's people that think it could have been because of a fire in the cargo area. Um, there's also people like Rush Limbaugh, who, according to CNN, speculated that the aircraft may have been shot down. Cyber attack that uh, cyber attack may have carried out on Flight 370. Shot the plane. Pri- primarily based on statements made made by Sally Levisley, former scientific advisor to the UK UK government. Levisley. Proposed that hackers may have changed the plane's speed, direction, altitude using radio signals. So, according to this, there's, I don't a, miss that at there's all. a theory based on Pitbull and Shakira. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide! As an example of an internet theory, which they imply their readers should not take seriously, though. Shakira twerked the plane into oblivion. Yep. <laughs> the Independent and the Huffington Post have reported that suggestion that Pitbull and Shakira's song released in 2012, Get It Started, displays prior knowledge of Flight 370's disappearance. The line cited most often by advocates that this conspiracy theory are, quote, now it's off to Malaysia and, quote, two passports, three cities, two countries, one day. The lyrics, quote, no alley, no Frasier, but for now, off to Good Malaysia. rhyming pitbull. Because they probably had a show there. <laughs> We're linked to Mr. Ali, who was referred to by the press as one of the Iranian passengers. Remember, I mentioned there were two wow. of them. Wow. Um, wow. There were people that said that the pilot of the plane reappeared in Taiwan. Ta-da! And claims of responsibility on 9 March 2014, members of the Chinese news media received an open letter that claimed to be from the leader of the Chinese Martyrs Brigade, a previously unknown group. The letter claimed that the loss of Flight 370 was in retaliation for the Chinese government's response to knife attacks at coming 
railway station on 1 March 2014 and part of the wider separatist campaign against Chinese control of Xinjiang province. The letter also listed unspecified grievances against the Malaysian government. Oh, they're so, filing grievances over there? Oh. <laughs> they got a good shop steward. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It, nothing will happen from it. <laughs> I'm just saying. But when we want to know things about government and things about culture and things about people, we turn to our pop culture. It's time for the pop culture minute with Josh. Sonic Boom! have a couple things now but first and foremost um i have the tv series it's uh called manifest which is about a plane and crashing and whatnot and it was from 2018 and it's a theory actually that it's based on the malaysia Hmm. thing and then my my other bit here I, I thought was kind of funny because this goes back to season one. Um, well, guys, this this episode, we're doing it for no reason because the plane has already been fucking found. Yeah, it's true. By Courtney Love. Ah, of course. Of course. That's right. Courtney Love, supposedly, she she snapped a a photo days after the um, the plane went down mm. of the water uh, the ocean and there's it, I mean it's kind of a neat photo just because it shows the water and then she's like that's oil coming up and that there's a shape right there and that's got to be the plane so found that I thought it was interesting but you know God knows she was probably she was probably just high on heroin so it's okay and that's uh that's it. That's been your pop culture. You know, one that um, you didn't refer to, obviously, because it's not related to Malaysia, but I keep thinking at, like, this whole time we've been talking about it of the show Lost. That they all crashed on a deserted island I and they're trying to like live as one people and keep getting killed off. I thought about just broadening the search and going airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> we could have talked about airplane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Air- yeah, I love that movie too, but we also probably have another air- airplane conspiracy down there. <laughs> yeah, I am. But Occasionally, we like to ask the internet, hey, can you give me some goddamn answers, Mr. Internet? (laughs) And we turn to our Yahoo Answers. 
So Yahoo Answers tonight. Um, Yahoo! I decided we'd uh, we talk about our Yahoo friends' scariest flying experiences. Because I always like those. Josh, plug your ears if you ever want to go on a plane. <laughs> uh, so this first one, an anonymous user wrote, I have one. We hit some geese on takeoff and had to make an emergency landing. Sounds pretty horrifying. Uh, this next one from another anonymous user wrote, I was flying on a CRJ. <laughs> yep. I was flying on a CRJ 200 once on a flight from Denver heading to Montana. We were descending and we hit severe turbulence. We dropped 350 feet, no joke. This was the first drop. You have to remember we were flying over the Rockies in a CRJ 200. I'm assuming that's a small plane. The next drop, we lost 200 feet in altitude. Ooh. Everyone was crying, kids, everyone. We had this older flight attendant saying, oh my God, oh fuck, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> as she was collecting trash. Dude, we were... that, that, those drops, I don't know if you've ever experienced the, the turbulence drops. It makes, well, you won't, it makes your balls oh, yeah. I go into can your only throat. Imagine. I imagine the ovaries would do the same oh, thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Let's see. Uh, this next one from user Mel is had a bad flight to Corfu with really bad turbulence and the pilot wanted oxygen in the cabin mm. as a man was ill at the back, but he pressed the wrong button and amidst all the turbulence, the lights went off and the oxygen masks fell down. Oh shit. I passed out and woke up when we landed and then had a good few swigs of duty-free vodka. Also once went on a RAF Hercules. I don't know what that is. With the parachuters. And the pilot was doing tactical takeoffs and dropped really fast, so everything was weightless, like space training. Sweet. Right? That sounds like fun. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. Uh, Swim in the air. Right? Uh, This user, Aster, wrote, I've been lucky. My scariest experiences were anxiety-related. I boarded a red-eye cross-country flight after a day in Napa Valley. I was hungover and unable to sleep. Turbulence was bad, and the temperature on the plane was about 80 degrees. I was sick, hot, anxious, and achy. I thought we would never make it back. My ex was on a plane where the turbulence was so bad, a flight attendant broke her leg. Damn. Yeah, right? Um, Let's see. Here's one from user No Silas. My uncle flies his own plane, and when I was two, he flew my mom and me to New Mexico for a funeral. While we were in the plane, the door flew open, and my mom, (laughs) while holding me, had to reach out and close the door with her seat unbuckled. That sounds horrifying. Uh, let's see. Uh, from user Bad Kitty nineteen sixty nine. A couple of years ago, we had just begun our approach after a long flight, and there were thunderstorms in the area. We hit a downdraft and lost about a thousand feet sideways. I thought that was it right there and then. I've been flying all my life and have never ever been that frightened in my entire life. Even the flight attendants were wigging out. Wow. Uh, from another user, I am, uh, let's see. For me, my flight hit a flock of geese on takeoff and the plane started shaking violently. We had to turn and make an emergency landing. When we landed, there were blood and feathers all over the plane's wings. Thank God they missed the engines. That's scary as fuck. Yeah. Um, let's see. User Easy Rider wrote, landing in Atlanta, Georgia, in between the runways in the grass and then taking off again to circle the airport for another attempt at a landing. Well, we missed... 
Oh, we just uh, missed the first <laughs> one, folks. So let's try that again. Uh, we were uh, we yeah. were in a seven twenty seven, and it was very hard to let go of the seat as I left the plane. I just listen Yikes. to pilots before I go to bed, and it helps me sleep better. Yeah, this is your uh, <laughs> captain speaking. Uh, if you look off to the left, uh, you can see uh, a pillow. <laughs> Oh, lordy. Um, let's see. Try Some of these are just like, there was turbulence. It was bad. Okay. I've had hard landings. I've had turbulence. Yeah. Uh, here's another one from What the Fuck. Creative. Uh, a few years ago when we were coming back from Vegas, there was horrible turbulence. And once we got back to the Midwest, it was a bad storm. So we had to fly over for 45 minutes. Then the landing was horrible because of the ice. The plane shook so hard while landing, I thought that of the movie Alive when they had to crash land. I thought the plane was going to rip apart. The lady next to me squeezed my hand so hard, I thought she would break my fingers. After that, I've never flown again. Now we drive everywhere when we vacation, which means fewer vacations. And yeah, I can totally attest to, I remember uh, when I was flying across the Atlantic, I was sitting next to a guy. I know Josh does his eye roll every time I bring up traveling overseas. Um, it's was, fun. Yeah, it is. I But I sat next to a guy mm-hmm. and there was really bad turbulence and I did the same thing. I like, he knew, he could like sense that I was nervous and it was a guy maybe a little bit older than me mm-hmm. and he was like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And he like went, reached out to hold my hand and I like, I could like feel the fingers <laughs> just getting, squeezing the life out of his fingers. But yeah, so those are your Yahoo answers. Nice. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, doggies of all ages, it's time for a verdict. All right. One corner for podcasters that I would think at this point you can appreciate our perspective a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll give you some bubble gum. Butthole. <laughs> Maybe tell you about that sort of stuff, but... Um, in the other corner, a bunch of Malaysian businessmen in charge of aircrafts. I don't know. Maybe. Why not? Who knows? We have to tell people what we think happened to Malaysian flight 370. And I'm going to go with myself. Sure. I just assume Go for it. needs time, maybe. No, I mean, you just uh, mix it up. Mm-hmm. Let's go with the host first. Okay. I think that this plane had a fire and then it crashed. Hmm. I don't think it's anything super spectacular. I wish that there was a better evidence of what I say right now, but they haven't really. I mean, they have found little things like the brakes slash the, the panels on the wing from takeoff and landing what it what it uses is slow down they flown they they flown the flipper flopper they've they've <laughs> the found they found aircraft pieces like basically through searching and maybe that's just from there's like 59 of those flights happening a year that makes any sense like there's just a ton of flights between those two locations 
plus all the different locations that are connecting through airplanes. So I have to assume something bad. It was the middle of the night. I mean, things go missing in the dark. That's kind of my thought. But Josh, what do you say? I think it was hijacked. Um, I, I don't see any other reason. I don't see any other reason why they would have steered off course as drastically as they did. Other than somebody was on board, they tried doing going somewhere else. Maybe, maybe the the idea was for them to go to the ocean to crash. They, I mean, you said that there were some very rich people on this plane. I'm assuming powerful people on this plane, and maybe the people that did the hijacking, their families were paid well to make these people die, and just there's no way they're going to survive it. Because how many people would actually survive a plane crash into the ocean? So, yeah, that's what I think happened. April? I'm really torn on this one. Um, God. I would have, right? I would have to say, if I had to make a decision right now, which I do, I guess. I'm going to go ahead and say it was just, uh, like Ryan said, a cabin fire and um, it just went downhill, down down air, downwind from there. Um, there's just not enough. That's the thing is that there's not enough evidence to corroborate any one of the stories. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think it was it was unfortunate an unfortunate accident. Lawrence. I'm in somewhat uh, in agreement with Josh here that it was a hijacking because the transponders were turned off. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's that you have to physically turn them off. So I, I'm going with failed hijacking here. They hijacked it and then we're like, oh, we don't know how to fly this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh boy. Oh boy. Next thing you know, they're in the uh, they're in the ocean. Interesting. <laughs> well, a lot of differing perspectives on mm-hmm. this. I mean, some some of us coalesced a bit, and there was some similar ideas, but for the most part, it it is definitely a mystery, and that's why I love doing the show, and it's fun to cover these things. So. Ladies and gentlemen, the guys and girls. That's your verdict. It is time for us to do a mail sack. Josh, I'm going to go clockwise, so... Okay. Okay. Just letting you know. Cockwise. Every, everybody answer. So, so like here we go. From from Alex. <laughs> Depends on who it is. True. Alex asks, in honor of the Ted Bundy tapes being released on Netflix, I ask this. Who's the serial killer you're most interested in? Josh. John Wayne Gacy. Easily. April. 
Oh, I'm so blanking on her name. Uh, uh, um, Eileen Wernos. Yes, thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you for not wording it as your favorite. Right. But B- <laughs> uh, BTK. Because that horrifies me the most. Uh, bacon lettuce. For bacon, me, Albert. Bind, tie, kill. Uh, uh, Alex, mine would, be, mine would be Albert Fish. Uh, Skylar asks, if you could punch one celebrity in the face, who <laughs> would it be? Jesus! Skylar. It's so bad that I knew right away. Did you really? I, I already know April. what she's going to say. Zoe Deschanel, because she's so quirky. Josh. I guess I can't think of anybody. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Chad Kroger of Nickelback? I don't know. God. <laughs> Chris Brown, the guy who punched. Oh, Kroger. yeah. Yep. Bruce Willis. Kroger, Kroger just made some music you didn't like. You're going to. No, I actually don't mind Nickelback. I don't. I just don't know of anybody I want to punch in Bill the face. Bill Cosby. I mean, there's a list of. I love Ghost some Dad. Shitty. He raped women. He did. But Ghost Dad's funny. <laughs> I just. I don't know. I can't think of anybody I want to punch. I. I know it is a violent act. I mean, I might have some like unresolved anger issues because I, I can think do. of like ten just sitting here right now. <laughs> Oh. Sorry. Right. No, and I'm just so quirky. Oh my god, yeah. And Miley Cyrus, I'd probably deck Miley, her too. I love Miley. Yeah, I don't know. She's just a real. She's really cool. You know, actually, I want to punch that. What's that? What, six nine six sixty six 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 nine text me. Yeah. I know. Whoa! Did you just break that chair too? I almost fell over that on this chair. This, those chairs are typical. What was yours? Uh, I've Bruce Willis. celebrity Bruce Willis because I Bruce I, Willis. I've heard he's such an <laughs> asshole to work with. But, but plus, actors can take it. Musicians, the people that they're uh, saying, I th- as a as a musician, yeah, I don't like getting punched in the face. I want to punch the saying Phil Collins in the face. Wow. All right, let's go to the next <laughs> question before I get angry. <laughs> Janessa asks, "What is your favorite conspiracy theory?" The one that you like the most? It's uh, the one that, Josh. when I was a little kid, it was always uh, the death of Kurt Cobain, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is one that we haven't covered yet, is uh, uh, like the black Irish and Irish mobs. Mm. I I mean, I guess I'm cliche with the JFK. Mm. Well, that's... That's the, the that's, that's when we started cutting our teeth on this. That is show. the WrestleMania yeah. of uh, it is. conspiracies. That's the hamburger and cheese with ketchup, mustard, lettuce, tomato. And I know it is, but it's good. Uh, yeah, oldie but goodie. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you have a whole menu to choose from, and you just get the chicken tenders. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> good, good, but I know it's, it's a classic. I mean, but, you know, you're not going to be let down, but you've had it before. Yeah. And they all taste the same kind of anywhere you go. <laughs> it's like getting an IPA. <laughs> it's, getting, it's like getting a Budweiser. Mm-hmm. I would say my favorite conspiracy theory is probably the OJ one, mm-hmm. just because it's so proliferated and it seems like people are so convinced either or. Um, yeah, that's just the one. OJ is the one that, that drives me nuts because I just... Thank you. I think it's so crazy full of shit. <laughs> but I still didn't do it. All right. Wasn't me? 
Collier asks, will you guys ever talk about the, quote, 10-cent beer night during the Cleveland Indians versus the Rangers, unquote, possible Patreon exclusive? I'm not sure if Larry's talked about it yet or not. We I'd have, love to hear Ryan talk about it. We did it on the EFIS. Oh. What so. I, it's on the EFIS. It's on the EFIS. I can link it for you, Collier. But, um, yeah, there's no reason we shouldn't talk about it. I think we could uh, maybe maybe that could be a time, time capsule thing we do on another show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know okay. it doesn't quite fit the format, it's but we whatever could do it. we want it to be. Yeah, that's true. So was it 10 cent beer night? Oh, it's wild. I remember so, you telling me about that. Yeah. There was no limit to how many beers you could have. And it got so raucous that um, the, the some of the uh, customers flipped a table and these young girls who were like, I don't know how, how however, who knows if they even had like. You know how you have to be 18 to serve alcohol? I think they were just teenagers. So they just took off. So at some point, the crowd just starts filling their own beers. And they get so crazy, they start tearing up seats. They jump into the um, stadium. So now you've got uh, people with chains with them. They've brought chains going against baseball players with bats. That's just to lightly cover. We can certainly expand on it sometime, though. Lord. But if you are looking for it, Collier, it is on the EFIS. Nice. EvisPodcast.net. All right. So our next I think that's one. still up. <laughs> John Hodges says, have you had the chance to check out a location that has always been considered top secret and shrouded in conspiracy theory? Where would you go? You did. You Well, I mean, you did go to Busco. Oh, yeah. No, that was just like a cryptid thing. But yeah, but no. still, I mean, it's something we covered. Mm-hmm. I did. I've uh, been to the dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. well, I went to Churubusco, Indiana, mm-hmm. and I got to see where the turtle lived, and it was just me and at the time my girlfriend, and we just like stared at a little pond, and it was like <laughs> looking for a <laughs> yep. and then spent seventy five dollars on turtle merchandise. A bit went yeah. in Rome, <laughs> but yeah, no, I the, I I tried to find a cryptid. For this show, and I still have the T-shirt in my basement somewhere, and it was it was fun. Is I, there one you would want to go to? Mm, I would love to see the pyramids in Egypt. Ooh, there's one we haven't covered. Mm-hmm. Did we cover the pyramids? No, no. Okay, I would say for the supposed paranormal activity, I'd like to go to Alcatraz. Oh, Al- I oh yeah. There. Like, that's another one we haven't done, Alcatraz. I've I've heard, to. I've heard that's it a is, hotbed for paranormal activity. Re- you experience it, but just taking the tour, they have like an audio tour where you put mm-hmm. the headphones on. Right. It's, it's definitely worth it. Very cool. It's really cool. Um, I, oh gosh. That's a good question. I would probably do. Um, Please say Stonehenge. No. So that way I can recreate scenes from uh, oh boy. Spinal Tap. No. Sorry, dear. Damn it. Um, no, I was actually going to say I would do, um, what is it? West Virginia that has, or uh, Gettysburg. Oh, okay. You know, the like the, those old battlefields from the, from the Civil War, I think would be really neat. Or from the Revolutionary War, I'm so bad at history. Civil War, <laughs> Civil War. From the from the wars, the war. Just say the war. <laughs> from the war, and then everybody can put whatever war they want. Into yeah, their exactly. Own imagination. Yeah, the, you know the war, <laughs> or like some of the like Fort Sumter and like the those old. Because I've never been to the East Coast. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, you, have you ever been to Mackinac? Yes. 
taking that tour. It's pretty cool. No, I have not. Uh, I, we went when trip. I was ugh, like eight or nine. That is a trip you guys can take that's very inexpensive. Yes, it's very true. We were actually going to do and that close. for our honeymoon, but it was closed. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got a, we got married the week before, or the week oh. after they closed it down. Mm-hmm. Second honeymoon time. Yep, I know. I've been to the Denver airport. That's true. Didn't see any. I mean, the murals are cool and all that, and the horse is veiny. Um, what I'd like to go. I guess I'd like to go to Area Fifty One. Yeah, it'd be gnarly. Yeah, I swear to God, I'm buying it. new cables are coming soon. I'm having. Uh, sorry, that's my bad. I don't know if I'm. It's because I'm adjusting it too much. No, it's, it, it shouldn't matter. Those should work, and they aren't. And I'm going to get new ones. My bad, boo. It's not your bad. Hey, subscribe to our Patreon so yes. you can get more money to fix all these damn cables. All right. Last question from Eddie. What? What's that? I thought we had like 11 questions. There, no, there are, was... but it's just comments. Yeah. Oh, oh people comments. Reacting, so I skipped over some of that, but. Huh. That was um, just, I was just doing a quick look. Eddie <sighs> said, what's the sexiest and least sexiest name? Oh, least sexiest name. I'm going to go with Courtney Love. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure someone's going to get offended because I'm sure somebody here has a great aunt, but I'm going to say Gertrude. My grandmother's my name is Gertrude, as a matter of fact. My other grandmother's name was Edna, so you can throw that (laughs) kind of the same. I had an art teacher in high school whose name was Gertrude, and she was a, a very nice person, but Anyways, the sexiest name. Um, well, I think we'd all get castrated if we didn't say our wives' names. <laughs> yeah, because I have a wife. Um, I've trained him well. Yeah, but um, so not counting that. Not counting that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think sexy is a weird. I, I think there are some beautiful names. Uh, mm-hmm. I know this. Be like. I don't ever hear a name and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. that. Dripping like that. Just just the name alone. Obviously, you attach a name to a person. Then, yeah. But I think one of the prettiest names I can think of off bat is Aurora. It's pretty. Um, I'd have to say one of the least attractive names is like Bertha. (laughs) I feel (laughs) like you're pretty much condemned to a life of like. Eaten. Walmart shopping in your little hover hey, round curlers in your like hair, curlers in your hair. wearing oh. wearing a like one of those cotton house coats stained sweatpants. Yep. Oh, that name or my I used to my have a name's, neighbor. My name's Bertha, and uh, I, have a, I have a home. My bad. I have a home in a trailer park, and I work for ship, and I work. Uh, I taste test different Meyer fruits and yogurts. <laughs> and pretty uh, much nailed it. I I just want you to understand that this was my grandma's name. Yep, and that's it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go drown myself in orange jello. And your sexy name, or. Wait, I just whatever that means. We're what? going with women only, or no? You no, do I can't really think of any man sexy or unsexy names. Because an unsexy name would be like 
Randall. I can't can't think of a Randall that mm-hmm. I've ever been like, yeah. No sexy names then, really? Yeah, I know. It's Jason weird. Momoa? Like, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. Gosh, I'm going to go with... I like... Uh, uh, what do I think sexy? I'm thinking like a, like a cinnamon. It's a strip of <laughs> a stripper. <laughs> stripper. Yeah. Cinnamon sage one. For, for nonsense. Larry? Like... <laughs> You don't think sex machine when you hear Larry. <laughs> it's okay. We think you're a sex Look, machine. Look, I, I break boundaries. So, yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Uh, sexy yeah, name. Larry the Cable Guy does not make you wet, ladies. Um, <laughs> Unless your name is Bertha. Bertha the Cable <laughs> Receiver? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> They went off and had heartburn together. Yeah, oh, it was beautiful. I always like the names that are kind of sort of based on flowers when it comes to mm-hmm. girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Daisy Rose. or Rose, like anything Petunia. like that. Lily, Lily. Oh, I like the name mm-hmm. Lily. Dragon's Breath. That's me <laughs> after like a couple of dragons. After we're dragons milks, and then I slam some Taco Bell. <laughs> uh. This is my daughter, Corpse Flower. <laughs> She Which died is, after you breathed mm-hmm, on her, Ryan. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's about to smell like that in here. Sorry. Oh, perfect. Dude. Good, good Lord. <sighs> What'd you have for right. dinner? Um, and Breakfast then sandwiches. The worst okay. names Which are something delicious. like, yeah, it's all like Randall or Gertrude. They're the ones that Biff. sound nasally uh, like Bertha. I used to have a neighbor. Her name was Burl. Clifford. Clifford's <laughs> terrible. Hey, but he's a big Harold. red dog. Herb. Herb. Hi, my name is Reginald. Gary. Reginald uh, T.P. Von Danger. I'm <laughs> My name is Greg, and I'm going to give you sex. <laughs> my name is Greg, and I'm going to give you sex. <laughs> it's a gift, ladies. Oh my, my name God. is Pedophernier. My name is Peterphile. Yeah, Peter Peter Fire. Oh, look at me, my reference. I'm going to just check your wreath. Your, your wreath. I think whatever the unsexiest name is, it's probably like a regular name followed by, but my furry name is. Lumptious. Anything the third. My name is Anthony, my lady. The third. Oh, my God. We had a great mail sack. Thank you. That's been it. Now it's time for our five star shout outs. Five, 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 five star review. We had this great five star review that came from John Halloween, who said... Love the show. And he gave us a five star on our Facebook page. Y'all know how to make me laugh. Newsflash, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing my ass off. You should do one on FEMA. Yes, we will definitely. Who is that? That That was John Alwine. Newsflash, John. (laughs) Thank you for the five star review. Yeah. And I agree. That's been your five-star reviews. 
Oh boy, it's time for us to get quizzical. Let's get quizzical, quizzical. I wanna get quizzical. Let's get into quizzical. Learned my lesson there. Almost try to uh, just bend over in the chair and pick those up. Remember the last time that happened? Yep. And went up and going ass over apple cart. Time for some truth or myth. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm so curious to see how oh, April's going to spank us this week. I don't think I've ever won lucky. one of these. I assume. President I Jimmy Carter was a male model in his 20s. Josh. Josh. True. No. He was ugly then. <laughs> President Gerald R. Ford, though, was featured in a, on the 1942 cover of Cosmopolitan magazine. Ryan. Oh, he was a football player. Ryan what? That was just a fact. That was just a fact. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jimmy Carter lived on a peanut farm. Yes, he was a peanut farmer. Yes. Did a report on him in seventh grade. That's like the only thing I remember. Truth or myth, Q, the Q and Q-tops, Q-tops, Q-tips. Does not stand for anything. April. April. False. That is correct. Stands for quality. I do like my tips quality. Nothing more. Yes. Las Vegas is further, farther west than Los Angeles. April. April. True. Is it correct? However, Reno, Nevada is farther than Las Vegas. An octopus has two hearts. Ryan. Ryan. True. Yeah, they have three hearts. France executed a criminal by guillotine as recently as 1985. Josh. Josh. False. That is correct. Last time was 1977. And France actually abolished capital punishment in 1981. Hmm. The Loch Ness Monster... Yeah, we've seen Nessie here before. Is the national animal of Scotland. Josh. Josh. False. That is correct. The unicorn is the national animal. (laughs) Fuck. I forgot it. We learned that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. That's Josh 2. April 1. Hi, Ryan. There is a McDonald's restaurant on every continent. All seven of them. Josh. Josh. False. You're correct because Antarctica has yet to get a fucking McGriddle. They don't even have Antarctica's like, not loving it. <laughs> Antarctica is also unclaimed still, technically. Really? No. So, uh, <laughs> hmm. well, I, believe, I thought there was some kind of a deal there. there. There's a reason why nobody's claiming it. Some sort of a. It's yeah. too fucking cold to live there? No, no shit. We can cover that <laughs> in the future. Josh smoking everybody on this week's. Quizzical. Yeah, man. Uh, time for plugs. Slash dot dash dot slash dot dash dot slash dot dash dot slash dot com dot com dot com dot 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 com. Hey guys, um, we did launch a Patreon recently and it's not necessarily fully going because we have two more free episodes coming out, but if you want to join it early and, and basically support what we're doing 
Check us out on patreon.com slash beer city media podcasts. Yeah, that's where you're going to go to find our two new shows. Uh, first, there's another show, which is hosted by uh, the Aluma Mommy, and that's our look at strange and funny and interesting stories that we just happen to find on the news. And it's us basically bullshitting the way we would if we didn't have microphones. Exactly. Exactly. Pretty, yeah. Except we put a little, you know, structure to it. And we have uh, different uh, little things that we do in there. But you know what? You're going to have to just listen to the episodes by Mm -hmm. subscribing. And now, April, what's the other show that we are doing? Well, the other show that we're doing is called The List. We get together every other week and talk about uh, a list of our choice. We did Mm -hmm. the 50 worst songs. And uh, I believe it's out now. The top 10 10 hangover cures. Top 10 is coming up this week. Yeah. So tune in for that. Top 10 hangover cures. That's a really good one, too. Uh, so yeah, just pretty much another excuse for us to get together and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. So yeah, if you like Plus, listening to us, bullshit, you can uh, discuss it with us. Yeah, absolutely. Give us your worst songs and mm-hmm. your best hangover cures. That's right. Of course, you can catch the Potty Slam as well, mm-hmm. Wrestling Historical Podcast, Off Tempo Podcast coming Boom. back soon. Coming back February. Wait, it is February. You yeah. guys coming back Tuesday? Coming back soon. Coming back soon. soon. Can we? I, I never gave it. Day? It'll be. It'll be soon. I, I don't think we ever gave a specific President's date, but day. it is coming out President's soon. <laughs> soon. Soon. And that's been your plugs. Guys, we did an episode about a plane that disappeared. Next week, who knows what we're going to cover. We decided on the uh, next week's or next month's votes. We want to throw them up right now. Yeah. um, Well, since we covered Jeffrey Dahmer earlier in this season three as a serial killer episode, we thought maybe this next month it would be a serial killer Vote so you have Ed Gein and John Wayne Gacy, a mm. couple of Midwest boys. Oh, yeah, I think you guys all know who I want you to pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, I said John Wayne Gacy earlier, so no, I, I get that. So we've done all the things, like, we've literally done all the things, everything that can be done is done mm-hmm. for this episode. Yeah. Does anybody have anything you want to throw out there before we? Can I get like a a medley of Ryan songs? Sorry, I know I'm. His dick is laser, Ramadillo. There's a laser. He's going to shoot it in your face, bitch. Get out. Get back. Don't you touch that rabbit, Ramadillo dick. He's going to shoot it in your face. You get back. You do not touch this dick. Girl, I'm going to fuck you in your pussy. I'm going to come in your pussy. It's coming out my dick. It's going in the pussy. The pussy. Sex with the jungle. Going to be a dick. Going to shoot some water. Make it easy to penetrate. Here we go. Here we go. Going down into the ground. That's balls that go in your pussy. (laughs) Hey, man. Your dick's weird. What about uh, 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 I Love Meth? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I know, I'm pressuring Dude, you. There's yes, so much. I have to go to like, <laughs> you have like four six, separate pages I for do. Ryan stuff.
Eventually, he's going to have his own page just These for songs. These people got together and, and they, they bought them a potluck. Probably listen to some music like this. I love meth. Meth, meth loves me. Why does everybody sing? <laughs> Come here, meth. Brad, take a sucky and pokey. Hey, oh, I want Doritos. Let's kill this cop. <laughs> Where's my teeth? Uh-oh, there, there goes, goes the last one. Our host of the most is crying, I think. <laughs> Dude, we're going to make him come. <laughs> if it was me, it would have shot all over everybody's chest. The booba doc. <laughs> oh, don't you laugh, April. Ap- 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 episode. <laughs> it's really hard to do a podcast with these people. Penis, penis, penis. Oh, my God. I've had the worst day, and literally, this is the first time I've genuinely laughed okay. all day. Josh, yeah. don't you two speak too soon either. <laughs> what was that? Do you have the, the men in black one? <laughs> I do. Where is that one? <laughs> uh-huh. Jitties. There's one we have. You know what this episode of. reminds me of? Boop, 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 boop. What, what's that? What does it remind you of, April? It's kind of a plane crash. Oh, ah. <laughs> it's like we predicted. Thrust goo. <laughs> oh God! Ooh. Oh, oh that was Lord! Good. All right. Well, we're all tired. It's been a long week. I cannot wait for next week's episode because we're gonna crush it. <laughs> this one, <laughs> kind of like the plane hitting the water. Sure. We'll see you next week on another episode. <laughs> I meant to say, we'll see you next week on another episode of Experience Theater. We love you guys. Time is playing tricks on me. Stealing away the things I love. Time is playing tricks on me. Yeah, yeah. Time is playing tricks on me. Winter, heat, and summer. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. (laughs) 